Do your kids want more Mystery Kids episodes? Are you sick of the same ones playing every single day? Well, we have the perfect place for you. Head over to become a Patreon today. For $5 a month, you'll get two more bonus episodes, plus episodes that are already in Patreon. Episodes like The Deepest Hole on Earth, The Great Emu War in Australia of 1932, The Bombing of Hawaii's Volcano, The Dancing Plague, The Ohio Grassman, and some animal fact episodes about the pangolin, the ai, the axolotl, and the taipan, plus much, much more. This makes a wonderful birthday present for your kids and gives you way more to talk about as a family, which is the whole point of the Mystery Kids podcast. So for $5 a month, you can get two more bonus episodes plus all the past episodes. To become a patron, go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com backslash Mystery Kids Pod and sign up today. Thank you so much for your support. One minute, they were there. And the next they were gone. What happened to the first English colony in America? Welcome to Mystery Kids Podcast. It was August of 1590 on the coast of what is today North Carolina. Two English ships had just dropped anchor and were preparing to go ashore. Many weeks at sea had left the crew eager to step foot on land, but none was as eager as John White. His anticipation was high. He had spent three years trying desperately to return for his daughter and granddaughter. He expected to greet them along with over 100 other settlers of what we refer to today as the Roanoke Colony, named for Roanoke Island, which they settled on. John White's fears were also high. He had left the colony for England three years earlier to gather more supplies that were desperately needed. The colonists had not been particularly well-skilled at surviving off the land, and they had had difficulty growing crops. Although they had some friendly relations with the native tribes, others were quite hostile towards them before John had returned to England. And with that heavy feeling of anticipation, he led a new group of settlers to the Roanoke Colony settlement. But what he would find would make his stomach drop and leave him with far more questions than answers. The first thing they noticed was a defensive wall that had been built around the settlement, which hadn't been there before John White left for England. When they entered the settlement, there was no one in sight. The shelters that they had built when they first arrived had all been taken apart, as if they were ready to move their homes to another location. Their weapons had also been left behind. It looks like everyone had just disappeared. And the only clue left behind was a single word carved into a fence post. Croatoan. John White and his men searched the area for the missing colonists for a month, but never found a trace of where they had gone or what had happened to them. He was forced to return to England with no answers, and sadly, he would never return or discover what had become of his daughter and granddaughter. Two decades later, the colonists that settled Jamestown in Virginia would also search for the Roanoke colony with the expectations of finding them. They would also have no luck finding any evidence of the missing colonists. What could have happened to these people? 
where could they have gone? Well, there are a few clues that point to a few different theories. The first theory is that they were wiped out by disease, starvation, cold weather, or a combination of the three. As I mentioned earlier, the settlers didn't really know how to survive from the land by foraging, hunting, or fishing, and they had difficulty growing crops of their own. In fact, it was the generosity of the Native Americans that helped them survive their first winter. There's one piece of evidence that has recently been found that might show how bad the conditions were for the settlers during that time. If you've ever seen the inside of a tree that has been cut down, you can see a lot of rings that start at the center and move out towards the outer part of the tree. And we will have pictures of what tree rings look like on our website under the show notes for this episode. By counting the rings in the tree and measuring their size, scientists can tell what the conditions were like during that time. In this case, they looked at how much rainfall there had been, and they found that the Roanoke colonists were living through one of the worst droughts in the last 800 years. A drought is a period of time where there is so little rainfall that almost no plants can grow. This means it would have been very difficult to grow crops, and food would have been very difficult to come by. Could this have caused them to die out? If they did, then why has no one ever been able to find their bodies? Or did hunger force them to find a new place to live? It's also possible that they were killed by disease. There were new diseases in North America that the English colonists' bodies were not used to. But again, why have we found no graves? Another theory is that they integrated with the Native Americans. This means that they decided to live with the Native tribes, adopt their culture, and live their way of life. An important fact to know is that the colonists were supposed to write some sort of message to let John White know if they were leaving. And if they were leaving because something bad happened, then they were supposed to carve a cross along with the message. But no cross was left and no message except for that one word, Croatoan. So if there was trouble like starvation or disease, they should have left that message and a cross. But if they were forced to leave suddenly, then maybe they didn't have time to do it. Whether they integrated by choice or by force, there are a few reasons why this might be possible. First is that word Croatoan that was left behind. Croatoan refers to the Croatoan tribe that inhabited the area. This tribe was friendly to the colonists and it helped them survive their first winter. If they were on the brink of starvation, then it makes sense that they would turn to those for help that had already helped them in the past. And there is some actual physical evidence that has been discovered that they might have done just that. It's 1993, and Hurricane Emily is pounding the coast of North Carolina. A hurricane is a large tropical storm that forms over the ocean, kind of like a very large tornado on the ocean surface. And when they reach land, they can be very destructive. Hurricane Emily destroyed many homes and businesses and even killed three people. But along with all that destruction, the hurricane also uncovered something. Broken pieces of pottery near a Croatoan village on Hatteras Island off the coast of North Carolina. Archaeologists began digging there to see what else they could find. An archaeologist is a person who digs up and studies old things that people left behind a long time ago to learn more about how they lived. And what these archaeologists found was very extraordinary. They uncovered a gold ring that they believe was worn by one of these first settlers. This was something that a person would not trade, sell, or give away. 
it would have been special to them. Many years later, they also found an English gun, an English sword, and copper eyelets, which may have been used as buttons on English clothing, and all buried right next to many Native American artifacts. Like the ring, these items would have been special to their owners and not likely given away. But best of all was a piece of slate and a lead pencil. A slate is something they would have used to write on in those days, kind of like a notebook. This would have been used by someone who was educated and knew how to read and write. They also noticed a small letter M in one of the bottom corners. Some archaeologists believe that this slate belonged to John White himself, so maybe that letter M is actually an upside-down W. John White was also known to use this kind of material, and his daughter would have taken it along with her, along with all of John's other belongings when the colonists left. Other evidence has also been discovered in the form of animal bones dumped into large dump sites, including fish, deer, and birds. The Croatoan people ate mostly fish and turtles because they were the easiest things for them to catch. They rarely ate land animals such as deer and birds, but these animals were much easier to hunt with guns, a weapon that only the English settlers had. And maybe the most important thing of all is since the 1700s, explorers have recorded accounts from the Croatoan people who have said that many of their ancestors were white-skinned. They also wrote that many of these Native Americans had gray eyes, a trait that only the English settlers had. These traits and stories can still be seen in the ancestors of the Croatoan people today. Another discovery was made when one of John White's old maps was found. When this old map was studied, it was found that there were secret markings hiding on it, using a kind of invisible ink. These markings showed the location of a secret fort built by the colonists that was about 50 miles inland from the Roanoke Island, near what is known today as Chesapeake Bay. This discovery was very exciting and launched an expedition to locate the lost fort. Unfortunately, all that was found were some shards of pottery and a belt buckle, and nothing to prove that the entire Roanoke colony had lived there. But just across the river, there was one last discovery made that brings us to what might be the most fascinating theory of all, the secret of the Dare Stones. It's now August of 1937, and a man named Lewis Hammond is on a road trip passing through Chowan County in North Carolina. He pulls over along the bank of the Chowan River to stretch his legs and look for hickory nuts. Along the way, he tripped over a large stone with smooth round edges. As he picked it up and examined it, he noticed that there was writing carved on both sides. However, it was faded and hard to read. He tossed it into the trunk of his car and forgot about it for three months until he was passing through Atlanta, Georgia and saw Emory University. He decided to take it in and see if any of the professors could tell him more about it. The professors worked tirelessly to make sense of what the words carved on the stone meant, as they were written in a form of Old English, which is very different from how English is written today. But here is the basic story that it tells. Shortly after John White left for England, the colony abandoned the settlement and moved to another area, probably near where the stone was found. For two years, they were at war, and half of them died from disease. Only 24 of them were left. Then a Native American came to them and told them that there were ships coming from the sea, but the colonists didn't think it was John White. 
The Native Americans soon ran away from the area, thinking that the ships were coming to get revenge and kill them. Soon after that, they returned, believing that their gods were angry, and killed all but seven of the colonists. John White's granddaughter was one of those who was killed. They were all buried four miles east of the river on a hill, and a stone was placed there with the names of all the dead, as well as this stone, which is the one that the message is carved on. It then says that they promised any Native American that shows this stone to John White would receive many presents from him. The stone is signed with the initials EWD, which is Eleanor White Dare, John White's daughter. Porter's Ponderings Why do you think that the Roanoke colonists left? Why do you think they left their homes and their weapons behind? Do you think the ancestors of the colonists are still alive in the Croatoan tribe today? Could the graves of the colonists still be buried on a hill somewhere, like the Darestone says, do you think we will ever find them? Thank you so much for listening to this week's Mystery Kids episode. Please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. On our website this week, I added a bunch of books about the Roanoke Colony. So if you've been looking for a good read for your child anywhere from third grade, maybe up to high school, I found some really great books that touch on this topic in a lot more depth. On the next episode... One determined man, a secret cave entrance, and a trove of mysterious artifacts. What is the truth about the treasure of Victoria Peak? Thanks for listening.